Today we have Masami Sato from B1G1, who I'm thrilled to have on the show because she has an incredible business and actually coming up to a very special anniversary for them just this month. So um, welcome, Masami. Thank you so much for having me, Raphael. It's my pleasure. So B1G1 stands for Buy One, Give One. And I came across actually your company quite a long time ago now when I linked in connected with a, with a, a, a now a, a good friend. And and they said when I linked in with them that they were gonna, it was gonna create an impact. It was gonna, they were gonna plant a tree or they were going to give um, something. I can't recall because it's several years ago. And I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. How are they, how are they, you know, measuring all these new LinkedIn connections and how is this leading to positive impact? And behind that was actually B1G1. So a very simple idea, but an extremely powerful one. Please tell us a bit about how this was um, first came into being and, and, and your journey to impact. Yeah, and it's great to be here anyway, because I think, you know, we all have uh, uh, so many experiences. And I'm so glad that the, your experience included this b one moment, you know, when you realize that by creating a simple connection on LinkedIn, something great happened in the world. So b one exists to do this. Um, we imagine a world where uh, every business action can turn, turn into positive social impact and that was in 2007 so this um, coming month we are celebrating our 15th anniversary we've been doing this for a long time so for people who are listening i just want you to imagine you know this imagine to understand the b1j1 so imagine if every time you enjoyed a cup of coffee or tea you know somebody receives access to life-saving water or imagine if every time you read a book and learn something great a tree gets planted and imagine if every business could actually make the impact that they want to make and then if we did all of you know if all of the businesses did it together what kind of world can we create that's the B1G1 mission <laughs> to create a world full of giving by working with businesses and helping them to integrate effective giving in their day-to-day action. Uh, and we they do that through our uh, online digital platform that kind of smartly uh, link and track the giving impact. And then uh, we have also the causes uh, that we work with, you know, that we uh, carefully select and bring into B1G1 and then come up with a tangible impact unit so that business giving becomes like very major and trackable. So that's B1J1. Raphael, your question was also like, how did we come (laughs) to this initiative, right? Like founding of this initiative. Let me just give you a very quick version of, (laughs) hopefully very quick version of the journey into the founding of B1J1. So uh, I'm actually Japanese and I live in Singapore now. B1J1 is a social enterprise in Singapore, but the global initiative. So I was born in Japan and then as a young child, I was very quiet and shy, and I didn't know how to express myself. Like I was uh, quite afraid of talking to strangers, and so that was me. But when I graduated from school and about to go into the real world, I actually uh, paused and thought, you know, like I I wanted to learn about what was happening in the world. So I decided to leave Japan, and then I became this global backpacker as a young <laughs> Japanese woman. <laughs> so I um and it was amazing, most fascinating time in my life because when I couldn't speak English means I couldn't speak the language in that countries I was visiting. Finally, I started to really enjoy connecting with people in a real way. So that time I started to see that, oh, actually the world wasn't such a scary place. We all looked and, you know, different and we came from 
different background, but actually we were quite similar in so many ways. Yeah, so that was my discovery and I started to really love and connect, uh, connecting with people. At the same time, I saw so many issues like children not to go, being able to go to school or uh, disabled people fending for themselves. Or, so I really reflected on that. And then years later, when I became a mom, and at that time I was living in New Zealand, when I felt this like extraordinary sense of um, love and connection with this little thing in my arm, I thought, you know, I can't, I couldn't just keep saying to myself, I was too small to do something. That then I decided to start a business and became an entrepreneur. And uh, uh, with that company uh, that I had at that time, which happened to be a food business because I was passionate about food, you know, because the food connected the people together. And that's how like I traveled around and connected with people, you know, through food, enjoying food together. For me, going into food business was a natural choice. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then eventually with all the struggle and difficulty of uh, being an entrepreneur, my uh, business started to develop and grow. And then I had the two, you know, businesses in New Zealand, sold them and moved to Australia. And then I developed that into a packaged frozen meal company. Uh, eventually that business was distributing packaged frozen meals to over 150 retail stores around Australia. We got to the point, I paused and then thought about this because I realized that we still weren't doing anything tangible, you know, to make a difference, even though I started my company to make a difference and to uh, intending to give all the profits away to help street children who didn't have the same kind of privilege as my children. But then we were too busy. You know, we didn't have a lot of money to give. We were putting all the money back into business to keep growing. And we also didn't know how to do anything. <laughs> we didn't have a time <laughs> so yeah. i i thought like oh oh my gosh if i kept going like this and then maybe in 10 or 20 years time i would still be doing the same thing telling myself the same sto story and oh i'm not ready yet we are not ready yet so um then this simple idea came to me and then i thought what if you know what if instead of doing big thing um in the future what if we did something small and did it every day and at that time b1j1's idea was born then we decided that for every meal we sold we would contribute a small portion of our proceed to fund the uh, distribution of free meals to children through an experienced NGO. So that was what we did. And uh, about seven months later, when uh, I was working, <laughs> still like in the kitchen or something, uh, another thought came to me, which was that I actually knew so many other amazing entrepreneurs and business people uh, along my entrepreneurship journey. And I knew that they cared about lots of things and many other things. So I thought, what if all the businesses came together and all of us practiced this power of small giving, <laughs> which is every time we do business, something great happens in the world. Mm -hmm. And that was the time I decided to sell my company and then move to Singapore and then started B1J1 from there. So 
that's their story. <laughs> wow, it's it's an amazing journey, and I mean, hats off to you to to become a mother and then become an entrepreneur on the back of that um, serial entrepreneur, in fact, and and you know that's an incredible amount to to undertake. I think any founders listening to the show know you know could um, sympathise with just how hard it is to start start one business from scratch, let alone um, several. And good for your uh, good for you in terms of your commitment to that kind of realization moment where you go, I. Think think this is a trap we all kind of fall into which is we you know we we all think this is our big goal we want to get to this place um okay. when when i'm when i've got x amount of revenue or x amount of profit that this is what i'm going to do because ultimately this is you know this is this is why i'm motivated to build this thing but you you like you say you're there's always another hurdle there's always another challenge and and sometimes we set ourselves goals that are just a bit ambitious i guess um initially um and what the, i mean the genius part of your concept is really that you're giving the whole way you kind of bake in giving you automate giving you make it simple for any business and I'd love you to just sort of share the diversity of some of the different types of companies you've got because it's really it can be anything right it could it could be Mm -hmm. literally anything it's not necessarily um, coffees and and, uh, in coffee Mm -hmm. shops it's accountants Mm -hmm. it's you know retail it's uh, really interesting so what kind of can you describe a couple of the the impacts that can come from various sort of different industries that the the partners the members that are working with you just to give people a few Mm. more ideas sometimes we get like misunderstood that oh that's like tom's shoes and because tom's their you know giving was very famous like every pair of shoes they give they gave a pair and it was very straight like a clear-cut story and it was easy to remember so but the b1j one is actually very different you know because it's never about the businesses giving what they are selling yeah yeah exactly (laughs) nobody wants to have an hour accounting uh well well, they might do they might do but But the thing is, what's most needed in the world, right? right? Like what actually changes things in on, on the ground in the communities around the world, and that's the part that we need to help. Like we need to fund. So the businesses, when when they create their you know so-called giving stories, we also encourage them to not to get the, just fixed with the product and services that they are selling because mm-hmm. that could be a one way of giving and that's great like we have a um, yes coffee shop giving access to water too and that's great because it gives people that clear idea but we also have a swimming school you know for every lesson they uh, it provided to children uh, they also give access to water or education or um, we also have a lot of companies you know b2b businesses like coaches or lawyers <laughs> or uh, counselors or uh, giving access to education or you know even for every zoom call they have they decided to educate a child or plant a tree or actually um, we don't limit what the giving stories should be (laughs) and then let the companies decide what they want to do so we have a lot of like uh, health-based businesses too like chiropractor dentist (laughs) or uh, we also have, uh, you know, retail business, fashion brand, online uh, stores or uh, digital companies, uh, consultant, uh, 
marketers, PR company, employment company, uh, wow. even construction company. So we have uh, so many, we cover so many industries. So today we, we have uh, nearly 3,000 businesses working with us in yep. uh, over, I think, 40, now 48 countries wow. and uh, industries too. If we look at the, the industry list, we have a you know business in almost every industry that exists. So we really don't limit uh, what this initiative is for, like uh, which industry or vertical, industry vertical, <laughs> this initiative is for. So that probably made our expansion and growth probably trickier than mm-hmm. having just one focus. And then this is just for restaurant. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. then we want the restaurant to just give a meal for every meal they sell. Then our proposition, value proposition would have been much clearer and then uh, easier to get into that specific marketplace. But we also believe that this initiative is created for every business of all sizes and then all types. <laughs> wow. And, and I mean, you are truly global in that sense. I mean, if you're going to, if your mission is to create a world full of giving, then you're going to need to connect to these different uh, partners across the world who are, who are doing amazing work. And also your members are very much global. I mean, I, I, I looked at your reports and I saw that you've got the majority actually of your, of your members and partners seem to come from Oceania, like Australia, New Zealand mm. and, and Europe. And North America mm-hmm. more so than 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 Asia, and I wondered if if that uh, how come because you're you're obviously based um, mm-hmm. based in Singapore. Is it a mentality behind those businesses? Is it just the the kind of relationships that you initially mm-hmm. started? Where, where why do you think there's more from from those regions than say say Asia where you were grown? Yeah, I think you know what you just said mm-hmm. <laughs> when you were asking question explains that partly. Mm-hmm. So first of all, initially like. Like the first 10 years of V1 German development was pretty like a manual, you know, face-to-face connection. Uh, we go to events and speak at the conferences and invite the businesses to join us. So we had face-to-face meetings to talk to business people. So with that, our uh, strong connections already existed in Australia or um, UK. Or okay. So that's how like initially we spread. And also because this initiative is spread through word of mouth and referral. Mm-hmm. So when we already have a member in those marketplace then then places then naturally we will have a more members joining more businesses joining in those countries um so that's one another part is because as a global initiative but uh, you know initially with basically still limited resources and the um, capacity right so we had to focus on something mm-hmm. and so we focused on english speaking market only meaning the website so uh, until now or a system v1j1 system okay. until now has been only in english so we don't have a regional language just yet well it will become in the future, okay. but it, uh, we, we focused on that. And so that covers those English speaking countries. Asia, like I think more, more and more people, like percentage of population, it does understand the English. But I think naturally speaking, Western, those Western countries, like you mentioned, like European countries or uh, Oceania, or there is already existing awareness for global giving, global support, global aid. So businesses yeah. or individuals in those countries already actively give a lot globally right and but in asia there is still um, more i think local focus than global focus um mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, i'm sure those things will start to change because you know we are 
in this globalized world right now. And we actually know and then start to see more and more about what's happening in other countries. And people are starting to care more about what's happening around the world too. So yeah. with that awareness shift, I'm sure we will gradually start to shift um, and, and can expand much better in uh, different parts of the world as well. But historically, this mm -hmm. is the explanation uh, for why we have so many members in those countries. That makes total <laughs> sense. And um, mm. I mean, I want to quickly touch on the numbers because you mentioned the 3000 companies, but you're up at like two, if, uh, if your website's up to date, 291 million um, or even more um, giving impacts. So these mm. micro impacts, um, mm. these are cumulative, of course, and 14 million days of education, 327,000 trees planted, 8 million meals given 2.2 million days of healthcare uh, access mm -hmm. to healthcare given the numbers are pretty phenomenal considering you know it's it's 3000 companies if you scale 10x your your you know the number of companies who are baking in these micro giving moments then mm -hmm. then i mean it's an extremely incredible story that that, that mm -hmm. uh, on, on what you've executed i'd love to get a little bit into cuz I mean, Steve Jobs, I think, is is um, someone who was obsessed with simplifying things. And, and I'm pretty sure he said, like, simple can be harder than complex, right? You have to work mm. hard making mm -hmm. something simple. So mm. I'd really love to get into how this works, because it sounds easy. Um, someone buys a coffee and then someone someone else gets access to, to clean water. But mm. how does how did you get going at the, in the early days in terms of measuring these, these um, actions? and mm -hmm. um, finding partners and things and then and, and and how has it evolved so that you can scale this up because it seems to me a lot of uh, a lot of things to track um, and a lot of um, <laughs> a lot of ways where growing can also create impacts for your partner like too much demand almost uh, over mm -hmm. a specific thing you know can they deploy it mm -hmm. so so um in B1G1, we have uh, two groups of most you know, very important partners. So one side is, is the businesses that we work with and then you know come to implement effective giving in their regular work. And the other side is the social impact organizations, uh, you know, charity organizations that we select, assess, and bring them on board uh, to help them list their project activities. And we you know, regularly serve these two groups to make this whole thing work, work right? So this is an ecosystem really to enable like uh, micro impacts to have you know, the, the maximum capacity and maximum impact collectively together. Uh, so what we had to figure out to make this happen is, first of all, uh, we had to make sure that uh, we had the right criteria to select the right uh, charity organizations. Uh, and then also, to in order to achieve this impact-based giving model, we had to work with organizations that have a track record and history and then financial statistics around their project activities, right? And then also to look at what they are doing and find the opportunity to break down their core activities into a small micro unit so that businesses can say, well, I can uh, you know, choose this project and link it to my business activity. So just as an example, so if you look at an uh, organization that 
is specialized in bringing access to water to communities, such as by building wells. And building one well might cost, let's say, five or $6,000 US. And that, that amount of money is a lot for a small business to support. Absolutely. So, yeah, so what we do is we apply this methodology of either to find the one unit of impact, like one tree or one brick or one meal, or we will actually break down uh, access to resources into daily units, such as uh, if this well uh, lasts for 10 years, right? Like without the too much maintenance and they have the statistics because they are experienced organization and they also have a statistics about the number of people in the village community and then we take those numbers and distill it and come up with uh, impact units so to bring access to water to one person for one day uh, with this project is one cent you know actually less than one cent but one cent so then when we go to the business side we look at, you know, or we ask businesses to think about the certain actions that happen in their company, such as, oh, actually, every day we have so many phone calls, you know, every day we send so many emails, or every day we actually have lots of meetings. So then we take those regular actions and then we help those businesses to create this thing called the giving stories on the B1J1 portal. Then when they create the giving stories and create the project and then business action match uh, on their account, then they can choose whether it's better for them to just come back to B1J1 platform and then key in the actions that happened and then submit and just simply give. And it's almost like a shopping experience, you know, a couple of clicks and then giving is done. And then their impact account that gets updated. So that's one way. But another way now we have, we didn't have earlier days, but we today have API integration. So businesses can actually connect that giving story with more than like 4,000 apps because we do Zapier integration as well as direct API integration. Like so businesses can automatically uh, track like every time people sign up for our event, you know, through Eventbrite system or uh, Zoom, you know, Zoom webinar registration, then that impact can be automatically pushed to their giving card. And, you know, uh, they can also do things like every month we want to do carbon offset for the team members we have in a company. So then they can set up a carbon offset giving and turn it into an auto, auto monthly giving. Like, so uh, whatever that is, we find opportunities to turn business actions into habitual giving. And then as a result, businesses will uh, be creating great impact and then their impacts are counted, you know, in the impact counter, which they can embed on their mm-hmm. website and then say like, okay, we created this many impacts and this is actually an actual impact that they funded already, you know, through their giving. So they're not just saying it, <laughs> that yeah, we will do something, that. but they, they can say, this is what we have done. And that becomes a meaningful way for that business to share the progress they are making with their team members or even customers and then use that as a moment to express gratitude. (laughs) Yeah, it's you're basically an accountability partner as well. I I don't know if you are familiar Mm. with um, Mm. Atomic Habits, the book by James Clear. It's um, Mm. 
tiny changes lead to remarkable results. That's kind of what 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 B1G1 is all about. And having that accountability, they say if you want to kind of create a powerful habit, having an accountability partner is one of the best ways. Because, for example, I'm I'm not inclined to take myself to the gym very often, unfortunately. But if you've got a a trainer or somebody or even a friend who who you're meeting in the gym, then you're going to be there because you've got that accountability. And um, I think you know the other learning from that book is the big kind of effects of small changes over you know they, small changes compound over time and that's what you're mm. allowing these businesses to do one percent better per day for a year mm. is actually 30 times better over that course of the year so you're you really are taking companies where giving is potentially an afterthought or kind of at the end of a fiscal year something that they do and you're you're allowing them to make it part of their business model which i think must be an attractive reason for certain types of consumers to also be choosing them as a partner so you're actually making them more attractive as a business but also providing the authority and 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 the kind of um, legitimacy around these impact moments so it's it's an important role that you're kind of facilitating i find this fascinating how has the downturn and covid and things like that impacted these giving moments though is has Mm. has that been it must have been super hard because so many companies have obviously had their bottom line impacted and and and, and is giving a bit like marketing kind of the first thing that has to go off the budget or uh, did you manage to ride that storm? Yes, you are absolutely right about the pandemic um, too. So I um, mentioned to you that the, in the early days of B1J1, it was more service-oriented company. And then in the last five years or so, we started to gradually shift to digital you know, focus. Mm-hmm. And then so that shift to subscription for format started before the pandemic. But we were still you know, having quite a lot of physical meetings and events and travels to uh, bring you know, more business members on board. So of course, when pandemic hit, we did get affected quite big time. And then mm-hmm. so many of our businesses being, you know, majority SMEs were affected by the pandemic and some industries got hit really, really badly. Some businesses actually shut down. Some businesses actually contacted us and said, so sorry, but we can't continue our giving right now, the subscription right now. So okay. we had, uh, you know, a huge hit in uh, our bottom line as well as uh, yeah. uh, giving figures. But the, interestingly, because that, that was 2020. So 2020, March, April, May was the, the, those three months were the worst month for us. But what happened was from Q3 and Q4 of 2020, actually giving started to come back. Membership was still tricky, mm-hmm. <laughs> but giving started to grow. And then we thought, wow, like giving is recovering. And we were quite amazed by that because it was still, you know, we were still deep in the pandemic, right? But what we realized was that because we work with the ecosystem of so many different kinds of businesses, there were so many businesses in there that were doing better during pandemic or oh. pivoted very quickly and then started to recover very fast. So as a whole, as the kind of community, business network that overall giving figure started to recover already from like late 2020. And then what happened was in 2021, even though, you know, we didn't have a such like a huge membership growth, like a huge spike or anything, but the giving, overall giving grew almost by 80% in wow. 2021 compared to 2020. 
Wow. And so we had the record giving year last year. Wow. <laughs> and this year, it's still like we are uh, on track to hit the um, record year again. So I, I think the most important thing for us uh, when as we work on this initiative uh, even though so many people asked us, like, why do you focus on SMEs? <laughs> why don't you just go to large corporations mm -hmm. and then ask them to donate or give or pay you consulting fee or, you know, because that will give us the biggest income as well as the biggest giving. But we never did that as the primary focus because we believe that the real sustainable change happened through change of ecosystem or creation of ecosystem rather than one big thing. And if we were dependent on a couple of large companies, you know, on our, for our revenue as well as for our giving, if one thing happened and then those companies said, sorry, we can't do this anymore, then everything is gone. Completely. <laughs> but, That's a super important lesson because, um, I mean, that actually, this is one the good side of mm. the, the problem that you were setting out earlier mm. when you were like, oh, it would have been easier if we just picked one market and one <laughs> one kind of product offering. Mm. But if you'd have mm. chosen, I don't know, restaurants or cafes or something, mm. Um, mm. you would have possibly wiped out the business. Whereas that diversity of different industries, the <laughs> yeah. diversity of having, you always want, as an investor, I know I when I look at companies, I always mm. want to look at how diversified mm. their revenue is. Is it coming from one kind of big corporate partner, as you say, mm. who could you yeah. know, flick of a switch suddenly be gone. Mm. And that is a major risk for fledgling businesses. So the fact mm. that you've got a nicely diversified group of, of companies has allowed mm. you to kind of weather the storm. Mm. And I'm really encouraged to hear that that, um, that giving is increasing. Um, mm. I mean, maybe the pandemic also made us think about, you know, how connected the world is and, and, and how much need there is to support a lot of these good causes. Potentially, I don't know. But um, tell us more about that transition. You mentioned uh, looking or exploring subscriptions, um, which mm. which sounds different to the kind of if this then that kind of um, model that you've had. How, how are you able to do that? How can you transition to a subscription model? What what's um, the plan there? So when we say subscription, and then uh, we are talking about our social enterprise subscription income. So what happened? Uh, so, so just to clarify the model, mm -hmm. when businesses um, join us and create a B one Joma account and access all of the member benefits such as access to the platform, access to the impact counter reporting, uh, events, uh, you know, opportunity to join the study tours, like all that kind of things, right? Then they will actually pay for subscription, you know, just as a membership uh, organization kind of uh, fee. Then when they give through the portal, then actually our portal is like a path through almost. Right. So what happened is when you give $100 or $10 or $1 through the V1J1 portal, then yeah. probably 100% of that amount will go to the project. And we okay. actually currently even top up the bank charges and the credit card payment fees as well. Okay. So, so basically, we exist to ensure business giving effective, but not only effective, but meaningful and impactful and mm -hmm. uh, connecting and then good for the business culture and yeah. you know purpose and mission. So we are a business service organization and a you know value-based uh, organization. So when I say subscription, we I'm talking about this like subscription income because we made it into subscription model so that it's easy for businesses to actually sign up and create account right away. Rather yeah. than you know we have we will consult uh, with you and then you have to pay thousands of dollars 
to set yeah. up V1J1 or something. So that's why the shift to that initially was difficult because our income, you know, suddenly uh, dropped when we switched the model. And then, but we knew that the subscription is the way to actually create the sustainability for the entire initiative. And that was true yeah. because subscription-wise, like it actually went, you know, dropped in pandemic, but started to build back up. So mm-hmm. that's how like we reached the break-even as an initiative like last year. And then we are looking at growing this initiative even more from here. Uh, then when in terms of giving, like that when the, when this happens, this happens, then this happens. So that model is still the same. There is a subscription type of component because we want our members to create giving habit so mm-hmm. the paying for the giving and then give actually like making the impacts happen we ideally want every business to be able to do that every month right? like but check out of payment like because it with the API, they can be tracking all the impact and pushing to the giving card all the time. So the uh, paying for the impact, sometimes it, you know, it, it may not necessarily be always monthly subscription format, but as much as possible, we recommend the businesses to give on a monthly basis still. That makes a really nice um, proposition in a way, because I, I think there's so many ways that giving ends up being uh, taken, small chunks taken by middlemen along mm. the way, right? So mm. so 100% of the of the actions are, are, are being delivered. Um, 100% of the money is going directly to those partners. Mm-hmm. The subscription allows you to have predictability of revenue, I guess, to manage the business and to do all of those things because yep. at the end of the day, there is no giving without you guys and the team and mm. um, the ability to continue to to develop the technology and, 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 and the company. Where is this going? Like, what is there any? I know it's probably a loaded question. In that, the whole purpose of B1G1 is not really to set, you know, hugely ambitious goals. It's to kind of give in the moment, and those goals will kind of look after themselves. But uh, do you have anything? It's 15 years since um, mm. since you started. Do you have anything you're 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 trying to get to this year? That's um, a special goal. So yes, <laughs> this is the first time ever. Like we really thought about the scaling. Uh, seriously and so we are starting to talk with potential you know funders grant makers and investors and the most significant partners to work together to take this initiative to the next level because even though we have a 3000 or so businesses those businesses are you know SME, mostly SMEs. So it's not like people around the world already know of B1G1 and B1G1 messaging. Right? Like, mm. so uh, we, we go on the street and ask passerby, like, oh, do you know B1G1? Then probably most of the cases people say, what? <laughs> what what's B1G1? <laughs> so uh, we, we are going to make B1G1 the household brand for you know, social impact, effective giving for businesses. So every business has the opportunity to think about what they can do, you know, rather than thinking like there's nothing they could do, they're too small and so on. I really recognize the importance of all of the things we did along the way to develop this initiative to where it is. But then the future five, 10 years and 15 years, we need to move much faster and Mm -hmm. do more because the world needs that. You know, today there are so many issues and big issues, uh, whether it's environmental issues or conflicts or income in, you know, inequality around the world. or And those are the big things. And we can't expect the government or a few wealthy people to fix these things for us. And I really believe that the businesses around the world have the power 
power to actually solve these things together. When we come together, we can do it. So uh, with that in mind, uh, with the next five years, like, you know, we are aiming to reach 1.2 billion giving impacts uh, by 2026. And then, uh, yes. (laughs) And then (laughs) with that trajectory, like by uh, in the next uh, 10 years, we will be um, doing the billions and billions of impacts around the world. So it's an extraordinary time. I'm just inspired and I'm, I'm thankful that you're sharing this story with us. I, I mean, now you're definitely going to be on the radar because you're on the Cause Artist podcast and that goes out to a lot of people. So I'm sure that there'll be tons of members joining or hoping to join soon. Um, <laughs> if not, I'll be nudging all of my contacts because... <laughs> you take all the heavy lifting uh, out of giving. So so for companies, I think every founder builds a company um, or, uh, or a business, you know, hoping to create great outcomes, hoping to create employment, hoping to create prosperity for, for families, hoping to, you know, make a difference, a dent in the world. And I think you're, the work you're doing is turning ordinary, you know, businesses into into giving machines that can then use those credentials to to share with their customers and partners and, and and I'm sure it will spread virally almost. But absolutely, if you're listening and you like the sound of what Masami's doing and you're a, a, a partner, potential partner or potential um, funder, absolutely get in touch. I just want to say thank you so much for coming up with such a incredibly powerful and brilliantly executed um, company. And I'm really Really um, looking forward to tracking your progress on uh, to the to crossing the billion giving uh, moments in in 2026. Happy 15th uh, year anniversary, and thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. 